Welcome to In the Newsroom, a podcast by the East Argonian and Hermiston Herald. I'm Catherine Brown, owner of the East Argonian. Today, I'm in the EO podcast studio talking with Roberta Lavador, who's in her home. We'll be talking about masks and face coverings, as she has become our local expert on this topic since the COVID-19 pandemic began. Roberta, we know you as both an artist and as the executive director of the Pendleton Center for the Arts. Your building's been closed to the public for a while, but there's still a lot of work being done behind the scenes and out in the community. One of those projects is making masks. Tell us about that. Well, hey, Catherine. Well, uh, first, you use the term expert pretty loosely. Uh, I'm passionate about it because we've been working on it. And um, I'm curious about how to come up with best designs. So we've been doing a lot of work. But, um, you know, I was just listening to John Lewis's service this morning. They were talking about all of us having a call to service. And one of the things I love about living in Pendleton is that no one has to be asked to step up when a need arises. People just jump into action. And we saw, you know, the Mama Bears quilt shop in Stanfield, um, Ann Sopolowski and her group of sewers, June Moreland. There were so many people that just stepped up without being asked to uh, serve what they saw as an important need. And, you know, working in a nonprofit, it's natural for us to think about how, how can we serve the community and what do we need? Yeah, exactly. Well, that that is just great to hear because I do see a lot of really beautiful masks around Umatilla County, and I'm sure uh, a lot of those have sprung from the work that you and others have done. Yeah, and Rachel Owen is somebody else that deserves a, a shout out. She's been making a lot as well. And, you know, it seems so long ago, but in the beginning, there was a real fear of shortages. You know, when we looked around at grocery stores and there was no toilet paper, there was a real fear that there was going to be a severe shortage of surgical masks for healthcare workers. And so at that time, we didn't really understand how aerosols transmitted the virus. We were really wanting to make sure that we were making um, face coverings so that uh, surgical masks could be safe for healthcare workers. And um, so that was kind of how everything got started. And then it is kind of evolved as science and the information has evolved. All right. Well, at this juncture in the COVID-19 pandemic, I think it's safe to say that most people are wearing masks when they're out in public, and many people need to wear them at work for long periods of time. For those who really hate wearing a mask, what would you recommend? Well, you know, one of the real challenges is that you can't really try on a bunch of different masks for obvious reasons. Um, it would be great if you could, because everybody's head is different, everybody's ears are different, um, and just our pre- personal preferences and our comfort levels are are different. Um, so finding a style that works for you is really important. Um, there are several things that go into it. There's the design. You know, you might be somebody who likes one that goes behind your ears. You might be someone who hates that. Uh, some of the ones that we make go behind the neck. Um, And there are some that just pull up almost like a long um, turtleneck that are very, very effective. Um, One of the tips that I found for myself is to put it on before I am going to go out in the heat because that's where it's really difficult is when it's 100 degrees outside, it's, you know, it's rough. Nobody's going to lie about that. 
and then, um, you know, put it on a little ahead, you know, and just remember that when you get in the parking lot and you're well away from people, when you're in your car, when you're walking down the street, well away from people, you don't need to wear it. You know, it should be used when you need it, when you go into the store, when you're in public, when you cannot be more than, you know, 10 or 15 feet away from people. And, um, and you know, the other thing to keep in mind to kind of keep you on task is that you're doing it for others. And, you know, it's so weird because if we're in danger, if our kids are in danger, we don't even have to think about doing the right thing. We just have a visceral reaction and we, we do what needs to be done. And that's how we're wired as humans to stay vigilant with something that's so abstract, like helping, you know, the, the wearing a mask is helping somebody else is just hard for us as humans and it's natural. So we have to work at it. And that's the thing. If you really hate wearing a mask, you just have to just really keep that top of mind that you're doing it for the community and you're doing it so we can get people back to work. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a very important point it, that hopefully this will be a fairly short term uh, situation where this is required um, and necessary. Uh, the sooner we get through this, the sooner we can basically flatten the curve and start slowly getting back to normal. And that may take months Um it will likely take many months, but the sooner we do it now, the better. So, Well, you know, Anthony Fauci had an interesting thing. He said, you know, don't think of it as an impediment. Think of it as a vehicle to opening up. If we want to open everything up and we want to get everybody back to work, this is what we have to do. And when you talked about months and, and long time periods, you know, if everybody wore a mask, it would take eight weeks for us to shut down the virus completely. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that that is uh, should be inspiration for everybody. Do you have some other tips for people with mask wearing? Well, you know, one of the things in regards to fit is making sure that there's enough space in the mask for you to speak clearly. I'm actually wearing my mask the whole time we're doing this interview. Um, I think you can hear me pretty clearly. Um, but one of the things I do when I'm wearing it is I make a point to articulate even more clearly, especially for people who are a little bit hard of hearing or, um, you know, you just don't realize how much you rely on uh, seeing people's lips move to interpret language. And so we just have to be a little bit cognizant of that. Uh, the other thing in terms of fit is to just make sure that it goes around your chin nicely. Um, you know, often I see people that just have a bandana folded in a triangle tied in the back that's just kind of hanging loose on the bottom. I call that and, outlaw style. Yes, outlaw style. So and what we know about aerosols now is that it's not like a windshield where it's catching things coming out of your mouth. Those things, it's more like a little amorphous cloud of things. And when there's space for it to just move around and and circumvent that um, is just not as effective for others. The same That's the same reason why you don't wear a face shield, um, one of those plastic see-through things alone. Those are only designed to wear with a mask because they just don't capture those aerosols that we're trying to keep to ourselves. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What advice do you have for people who wear glasses and find that they really fog up? So that's an impediment to wearing them. Sure. Um, And that's really common. I wear glasses. I have that problem. Um, You know, if you choose a style that has a, a nose wire in it that allows it to contour around your nose, Um, that can be helpful. Pulling it up onto the bridge of your nose and putting your glasses down over the bottom of your glasses down over it, that can help a lot. It seems kind of counterintuitive to put it closer to your glasses, but it really does. And then if you go online and do some searching, there are some ways that you can treat your glasses with um, kind of a soapy solution that then rinses off that almost like the stuff you put on your windshield, um, the Rain-X stuff that kind of keeps the your glasses from fogging up. It's a little trick that surgeons use. Um, and you can find that online pretty easily by doing a search. Great, great. So with the triple digit heat we've been having recently, I worry about people who either need to work outdoors or work in other hot environments that uh, wearing a mask has got to be really uncomfortable. Um, I know you have... Uh, develop some masks that might alleviate that problem a little bit. Can you tell us about that? Well, you know, we played around with all kinds of designs and one of them allows, some of them have Velcro straps that go behind the neck that uh, don't go around the ears. They use shock cord, which is that, that kind of thin sporty stuff that you see on camping gear and, and um, sometimes almost like those hair, uh, little black hair ties. Um, but we've also played around with making neck straps that have the crystals in them that the neck coolers use. And one of the things I would recommend, you really don't have to have something fancy that has a neck cooler built in. If you, you know, you can get one of those little neck coolers and just throw it on while you're wearing your mask. If you haven't used one of those before, we tried them out at um, the uh, Whiskey Fest a couple of years ago when we were bending in really hot weather. And it's pretty amazing how they keep you cooled down. So just keeping your body generally cooled down. Um, but I would really recommend that if you're working outside. I'm a, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's a great su- suggestion. Thank you. Um, how often should we be washing our masks and face coverings? Well, uh, you know, prior to that, learning how to handle your mask is really important so that you're just handling it by the, I try to just only touch the elastic on mine, not the fabric, um, so that you get in the habit of that, uh, just to keep it, keep your hands clean, keep your, you know, keep everything tidy. Um, I keep mine in my, you know, I have several, so I keep one by the front door in case somebody drops by, I keep one in the car, I keep, you know, one in the house. And I like to, the ones in the car, I don't worry about as much because I'm only using those when I go into stores, when I go into public places and it hangs on my rear view mirror and sunlight is a wonderful disinfectant. And so that can help. Of course, it's not going to help with, um, you know, just uh, the fact that you've had it on your face and it gets a little dirty and it gets some bacteria in there. And so those I wash about once a week or so. If you're, when I'm working at the art center and I'm there for eight hours and I wear one, my coworker and I mask up because we're um, in fairly close quarters. Um, you know, I wash that every day. The thing to be careful about is, you know, the construction on a homemade item 
is a little bit, um, you know, they're all over the map. They, they um, run the gamut. And so putting it in a little garden, you know, if you're somebody who's fussier with your laundry than I am, I mean, I can barely sort my lights and darks, but, <laughs> um, uh, you know, putting it in a little garment bag can help. What we found is that the nose wires, if they're sewn into place, um, sometimes can poke out in the laundry. So if you have one that has a nose wire that could come out, that's sometimes helpful. Um, but just keeping them clean, keeping your face clean. Um, maybe when I take mine off, I wash my face just because, you know, it's been up against there and help holding bacteria on. I know that mask knee is something that people have been talking about, just getting breakouts from wearing a mask for long periods of time. So you just want to you just basically want to go back to the skincare regime you had when you were an adolescent, just washing a little more often and um, being a little more careful. Exactly. And um, I do think it's good advice to uh, brush your teeth or at least uh, chew some gum or rinse your mouth before putting on a mask because um, uh, depending if you've had some garlic or onions or something uh, to eat, it can get a little overwhelming. Um, Well, so do you have any tips for parents now that kids down to age five are required to wear face coverings in public? You know, I think that's a, that is a really necessary thing. It is something that I, um, I sympathize with because only people who don't have kids or grandkids will say, oh, well, just tell them to do it because they have, people have a mind of their own and five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds are um, not easy to, um, uh, they're not compliant all the time. And so making sure that you're contextualizing it so that, you know, this is something we do. This is something we do as good people to help others. This is something that's not going to be forever. Um, and so kind of making sure, and hopefully you're talking about COVID with your, the kids in your home, um, in a way that they can kind of wrap their brains around it. So they're not fearful, but they're, Um, aware that they have a part to play in keeping everybody safe and keeping our community safe. And then having a little mask that fits well is good. I've seen some when I'm out and about that really look like the kids are very comfortable in them. They don't fuss. They look like they barely know they're on. Um, Of course, if you don't have to take your kids into a store or into a public place, that is always the best. Um, but realistically, that doesn't work for all families. That's not always an option. So if you have to take your kids in a safe way or whatever, um, sometimes just trying it out at home first so that um, maybe you're going to do a little activity and everybody's going to just do it with their mask on just to get used to the feel of it and having it on. Because I can't imagine... Um, having a fight in the parking lot, trying to get a kid to put it on and keep it on um, would be fun for anybody. So just more used to it and just working with them and understanding that, you know, I'm, I think, you know, the whole thing of dealing, helping kids get through this, helping everybody get through this, but especially kids, because everybody is stressed. Um, People, there are people that are um, feeling trauma because of work-related things and job loss and all kinds of things. And so the more we can just kind of help kids get through this by letting them know that there is great um, pride and energy in serving other people. And if we can help them kind of put it in that context that this discomfort they're do- that they're feeling, this fear that they're feeling, that 
it is for a greater good and they're part of a solution. And that's a, that's a, that should make them proud. Yeah, exactly. Well, great. Well, where can people learn more about making masks? Well, we've got some information on our website on pendletonarts.org about how to, um, how to make your own masks. I'm going to put some information on there as soon as we get done today on just resources on where to find some others, some homemade masks here in town. Um, and I would um, talk to other people. And if you see one that you think, wow, that looks like a great mask, where'd you get it? You know, just get some referrals and, and ask people who are really happy with and with what they've, they've found. Um, because like I said, there's a wide range and, um, you know, you just want to get one that you're going to wear. Exactly. Yeah. I found a great one at the Pendleton Farmers Market a couple of weeks ago that they have them in small, medium and large. And um, if they're not a one size fits all item. So you you're absolutely right. It's important to uh, find one that fits. So, well, thanks so much for all the information, Roberta. And thanks for keeping the spirit of the Pendleton Center for the Arts alive, even if your building is closed for now. And well, is, is it closed? No, we are actually, we're open by appointment. We have a new exhibit opening up um, August 6th. And we are really excited about welcoming people back in, you know, just private one-on-one visits. And I think it's going to be a great way to experience the artwork. And it's, for me, it's a great way to shop, to have the space all to yourself. So you can call up and get an, an appointment in 30 minutes to an hour. And um, we're excited to see everybody. Great to know. So, and your website is PendletonArts.org. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much. You take care and uh, I'll be looking for your next stylish mask next time I see you (laughs) out and about. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.